cutting edge revolutionary technology out there, uh, specifically narrow and wide web printers. A myth right now is that really high quality print is gonna be some kind of a litho. Yeah, I love this show, man. So we have a lot of new products. How kids have a career path, tremendous opportunities for them to grow through their career path. To me, it's a game changer. Welcome to Ink and Updates, your touch point for the flexographic industry. Stay informed about industry news and advertise your business or service to the community. Well, welcome back to Ink and Updates. We're here live at the Label Expo, and joining us now is Mark Sistanino, president of the Flexographic Technical Association, if I got that right, the FTA. Very popular around here in the industry. So, Mark, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the FTA. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be uh, involved in this podcast. I've been with FTA for 34 years uh, in various capacities. Uh, right now, I'm the president of the organization, and I, uh, I basically create and uh, work with my staff to implement a, a business strategy to provide value to our membership, which is made up of about 1,300 companies, over 500 printers, about 500 vendors, and then a variety of other companies and students and education uh, uh, institutions. So the organization really has served since 1958 uh, the flexographic industry and providing uh, technical information and um, educational opportunities. Yeah, you guys go way back before Label Expo was even on the radar screen, right? Man. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we've been involved in trade shows for since, gosh, the early 1980s. Many of the old timers remember the the CMM show, right? The yeah. predecessor to a lot of the shows that are out there today. But we've been involved with uh, Label Expo um, since the beginning. We're at the very first show. 29 years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. 1989, I believe. I believe right. around there. It's been a great show for us. It's, it's interesting. Um, you know, FTA has the perception of being an organization dominated by wide web flexible packaging, and that's just not the case. We have, oh, that's great. Uh, we have a, a good showing. Many of our members are here today. We've had a, uh, a great uh, reception at our booth here on the show floor, sure. and a lot of our uh, vendor members are here exhibiting. So this is a market that we're very strong in. Yeah, so just really quick, I mean, in the uh, August edition of Flexo Magazine, I, I mean, you really talked about that, that there's over 400 exhibitors here, 200,000 square feet, right? And that uh, FTA members are taking part in over 12 conferences uh, during during the three-day period, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you know, the... Uh, the, the, the individuals that uh, are very active with, with FTA are going to be more in the production environment and, uh, you know, technically oriented, whereas the, the folks that are active in the TLMI organization are going to be more on the business level and the management level. So, you know, we represent a lot of the same companies just offering different, uh, you know, products and services uh, to, uh, you know, make them successful. You had mentioned... Uh that a lot of what FTA is geared towards is developing talent these days. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, you know, there's, uh, you know, here we, we've been at uh, uh, Label Expo here just better part of a half a, a day, and I'd say the overwhelmingly uh, the most uh, anti uh, asked question is what can we do to find more qualified people and bring them into the the, uh, the flexographic industry. Every right. podcast I think that we've done, or at least a good fair amount of them, has that that question in mind right. whether we were talking we, we talked with uh, Flexotech Sean over at Flexotech 
was the, the North Carolina? It was South Carolina, Clemson, Clemson, uh, Clemson, Clemson, Clemson yeah. University was just here. Uh, I mean, some really smart kids there. You know, a lot of our podcasts have really been about the shrinking membership of just qualified press operators, right? Yeah. Everywhere we go, it's like, hey, can I, you know, do you know somebody that can operate a press? Do you know somebody? Do you know somebody? Right. And so how do we replace those uh or is the workforce changing yeah. that much? Unfortunately, now the majority of uh, hiring is is done through poaching. You know, getting wow. a good press operator from another company and paying them a little more. Um, but that's not growing the workforce. That's not sustainable for no, sure. Surely isn't. And um, uh, the biggest the biggest problem is the the printing industry in general. But uh, you know, when we get ca- we get caught up in that, is perceived by the general public as being outdated, as being, you know, an, an old, dirty... Yeah, old, like, technology. Stamp. Yeah. Sure, I remember when I was in college, my uh, professor, and I was in college uh, 12 years ago when I was in his class, and um, he didn't really know what Fluxo was, had no interest in learning anything about it. He said it was, I was literally described to me as the, the stamp process. It's basically a stamp process, is what he said. Yeah. And then we moved on. And I said, well, I've been in this industry, I mean, I grew up in this industry, and it's a lot more complicated than that. But you're right. There is a uh, there's a perception about it. Yeah, and, and admittedly, we've been doing a, a substandard job of, of communicating with young people what the opportunities are in, in the packaging industry. Sure. Uh, and um, you know how how kids have a career path, not just to run a press, but they might start you know in a press room running running a printing press. But there are tremendous opportunities for them to grow through their career path, and you know make a tremendous amount of money. Yeah, I mean, this is literally, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I've shared several times. I mean, I didn't grow up saying I wanted to be in the ink business, right? I mean, no kid ever does exactly. that. And, uh, you know, but when I was given an opportunity, uh, you know, one of our first jobs was cleaning out, cleaning out pumps. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't glamorous at, at all. Uh, but it certainly brings you in an in, into an industry that you literally touch every day, every moment of your life. Sure. Every time you go to the grocery store, every time you buy something, you're touching part of our industry. And, and so we need to communicate that to the kids. It's like, you're already part of our industry. You just don't even know it yet. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, we're in the process. Our, our organization is in the process of, um, of uh, undertaking a workforce development initiative. And basically, the goals are just to um, really quantify what the opportunities are within the, the graphics industry and within the flexographic industry specifically. Um, and then be able to more effectively communicate that, um, not only to students, but to their parents. Yeah. I, their parents right. the parents these days uh, are, are, I hate to say it, but they're the enemy. They, they're the ones <laughs> that want their children to go to four-year universities and colleges. Right. And very often those kids are not cut out for that no, yeah, absolutely. We have some uh, trade schools that were going that you know they used to teach stuff in the high schools, right? right. Everybody wanted, you know, welding, uh, mechanical, and then uh, you know when I got out in the Navy, it was like uh, you know, it'll be an air, air, airplane mechanic. Well, then you know airlines shut down, and then there was no airline jobs, right? So then yeah. I ended up in ink business. But you learn a trade and learn something; they can't ever take that away from you. And some kids right. just aren't ma- meant to go to college. Yeah. Right. Some people, I mean, you go and get your graphics communication. We talk to these girls, and I'm sure they're going to have a great career. I'm really looking forward to, to getting to know them. Uh, but a lot of those people aren't going to be as successful as maybe those individuals were. And you're going to spend $80,000, $100,000 going to school and coming out and getting a starter graphic communication job uh, at $30,000 a year. 
and you're going to spend your, your life kind of trying to pay that off. Whereas right out of high school, you right. can learn how right. to do flexo. You can learn how to run these presses. You can become a tradesman and make a very good living and start on a career path that really builds you for the rest of your career. Yeah. You know, the, the problem is um, our, our education director, Joe Tecito, always says that um, these schools are, are, are going to continue to go out of business uh, in the graphics industries because they just do not have the uh, student body. They do not have the number count to maintain a program in graphics and, and flexo. Um, so unfortunately, there are schools drying up that used to flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really a, a downward spiral going on right now. And until we can uh, have some successes in communicating what the opportunities are, I can't see it changing very much. All right. So. so part of what Sean was telling us when he was here uh, was that you know the company that they're housed in really did it out of a need to hey we need to train exactly. press yeah, operators. We, we we need to do this like today. And so, you know, through that became, you know, the school that they have up there now. But it was out of a need of, hey, we need to skip biology and really get these guys hooked up on a press today, teach them how to use it, yeah, teach exactly. them what register is all about, and get them moving. So, yeah, they're, they're very unique. Um, so is there like a recruiting thing that, that the FTA is trying to do in the high school? Yeah, are I mean, you we focusing on high schools at all, or right. is it all college-based? I had the same question. Not okay. to cut you off. Well, okay. I don't know if you've heard of, you probably have, the, the Phoenix Challenge Foundation. Yeah, we, um, uh, they joined us on the podcast as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah they do a, a fantastic job, um, Betty Lynn Kraft, who's the, uh, the chairman of that foundation, of working with the high schools and, um, you know, the vocational schools and, and getting the interest among students in the, in the graphics industry. Right. Um, unfortunately, it's, it, they, we just don't have the numbers to make an, an impact now. Right. Um, it, you know, a lot of her influence is kind of stuck to the Carolina area, right? So yes. he doesn't get out too much to the north, uh, too much up the east coast. And I don't know anything about the west coast, really, uh, as far as whether or not there's any associations or anything like that that, uh, that are doing outreach to children, outreach to schools. Uh, is there anything on the west coast at all? Um, you know, it's th- there are a few. We, we actually just had a representative from uh, the PIA of Southern California in, a, in our booth this morning. And he was saying the same thing. What are you guys doing to help grow, you know, our student body? Because uh, right. they're, they're having those issues. But until until we're able to uh, write the script to to tell to the students, prospective students, to the the, um, the guidance counselors in high schools, to any uh, the, the influencers in young people's lives, I don't think we're going to be successful in uh, attracting students to programs. I think that startup costs is what is really the big, you know, like welders don't cost that much, right? And you could get a, you could get a car from the junkyard and start working on that Mm -hmm. learn how to pull an engine, right? So, but we're just not going to walk in with a P7 and throw it on the high school floor. (laughs) I mean, it's going to cost, right? That's going to cost a little bit of money. Now the main the main presses they've been using are you know old Mark Andy 830s right. and, and Comco Cadets and sure. even a 2200 or two, um, but it is you know getting getting the uh, the heavy metal for the for the um, for the you know training environment is not an easy task. Right. But we're we're let's face it we're not in we're we're in the same boat as many um, many trades. Uh, I know by me. Um, there's a tremendous uh, uh, gap in, in the number of plumbers on Long Island in New York. 
and you know they're they're in the process of doing the very same thing that we're doing and, and right. to tell the story of how much you know some, you know a young person can make in, in the plumbing field so right I, I just had a plumber out to my house it was expensive well, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> trades everybody needs them right <laughs> so um, just moving on a little bit sure. we're at the trade show 2018 you're you're highly dialed into the industry is there anything that excites you on the floor today anything that you're kind of looking forward to seeing any technology new presses anything like that well, uh, I think the, uh, the the interesting thing that we're we're seeing is, and it, and it's even um, referenced in uh, the, the promotional materials for Label Expo, is this the, the level of innovation that's going on in in um, you know the uh, machinery world and in the the prepress world. Um, you know, it's uh, for a while there. You know, in in the recent past, you'd come to a trade show and, and you might not see. Um, something new from you know two years ago at the, the last uh, you know show that was held. So, right. um, but I think that the uh, the turnaround time on a, a lot of this uh, development of new technology is happening a lot quicker. And one thing that we've uh, spent a little time as an organization addressing, and we're, we continue to grapple with it, is how we address digital printing within the, the packaging environment. Yeah. You know, Obviously, given our name, Flexographic Technical Association, we really focus on the flexo side of things. But digital, you know, on hybrid presses, continues to have a, a major impact. Well, sure. Mark Andy is over there, and I haven't had a chance to go to their booth yet because I've been doing these all day. But I will check them out before I leave. But I know that they're doing uh, digital heads that can basically be put onto their to their piece their P nines. Is it P nines or P sevens? Sevens. P sevens. And uh, so that's how they're handling it. But yeah, every every flexographic press, I think, in the Moving forward is going to be expected to be some kind of digital capabilities. And then, yeah, you started talking about pre-press. Nowadays, it's more and more common for uh, flexible printers to make their own printing plates, uh, whereas printing, printing guys were out there all the time when I was a little bit younger. Um, and the technology's come to the point where, well, why not just buy the, buy the materials and make your own plates? Uh, so that's pre-press kind of getting all done in one. Yeah. And, you know, Kind of dialing back to what we were just talking about, a lot of the automation these days is um, is addressing the fact that um, th there is a you know kind of a gap in, in the workforce, and so they're they're designing automation into the machinery and into the uh, the process um, that removes uh, the the necessity for you know highly skilled, skilled labor. labor. Yeah, uh, it's a shame to say it that way, but a no, lot, a lot of these companies will. You know, if you listen to their presentations on the show floor, they'll address it dead on. Yeah, no, listen, we, we in the ink manufacturing, we deal with the same complications. You think it's hard to find somebody who can run a printing press? Try finding somebody who knows how to manufacture printing ink. They don't teach it anywhere in schools. You have to be taught. So you, when we hire somebody on, you're dedicating a year, two years, to teach somebody a very technical skill so they can produce quality product on a regular basis. And guess what? They leave. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Right. So, I mean, we deal with that as well in the ink manufacturing on all sides of Flexo. It's, it's an issue having skilled labor in general. So, uh, so before you go, yes, talk to us about. Give us a little history of the FTA, uh, and we talked about some of the challenges that the FTA is is really uh, trying to hit head on. But you're talking to company XYZ today, right here at the show, and they want to talk about being a member of the FTA. You know what? You know what's the what's the line? What's the punchline saying? Hey, you know this is these are the reasons why. These are my top five reasons why you need to be a member of the FTA. I really think it's going to benefit your company. We're members of the FTA. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we, uh, you know we found we found a lot of uh, good out of that and a lot of benefit for that. But you know for 
printer XYZ listening to this podcast, talk to them about being a member. Well, we've done you know some member research over the years, and um, basically, consistently, the the number one benefit of working with FTA is the networking opportunities that we afford to to people. Um, you know, through the forum, our annual forum, technical uh, presentations are given that, uh, um, you know, allow people to get together and, and uh, work on uh, common issues that they have within their companies. Uh, InfoFlex uh, is, a, is a much smaller version of Label Expo here. Which but is it's, growing. But it's growing and it's, it's very vibrant and it, it works well in, in collaboration with the annual forum. By far, the, the, the next uh, a benefit that we've really developed over the years has been our uh, online certification program. Okay. You know, we, FTA used to be an organization that had you know, small workshops, seminars, conferences, and you know, we'd, we'd have a traveling show that went across the country throughout the year and, and had face-to-face uh, training meetings. And over the years, that just disappeared. It just dried up. It was very tough to sustain. So our online certification program has been very well accepted by the industry. And um, it's, it's a, a three-level program that, that builds a qualified individual that, and, and within companies, it builds a group of individuals that all speak the same language. It helps them to uh, eliminate bad habits and all work to the same common goal. And it's, it's amazing after uh, companies uh, introduce it to their, to their people and they achieve certification, it's amazing how excited and proud they are yeah, that, that they've sure. achieved something of that level. And so, so and, and you do an individual, right? But you also do like a, comp- a you company, do a company certification yeah. that says, "Hey, this company is certified, yeah. you know, by the and, FTA." And that basically is a, a certain percentage of the individuals within the production environment and pre-press environment need to achieve individual certification, but then we actually go in our our, uh, our technical staff go in and do an audit. And work, and we give you know we give them um, the targets of what they need to achieve, and then we'll send somebody in and do an audit, and they need to um, achieve a, a you know a satisfactory level in order to pass that audit. And um, it's been slowly growing. It's um, you know it takes a lot of commitment on, sure. the, on the part of the company yeah. to right. to pursue that. Right. Um, but with, with, and with guys that have been around for a while, they'll be like, "What do we need this for?" Yeah, yeah. There's always pushback <laughs> from from the senior members right. of the team. Right. Right. <laughs> Seasoned, right? Yeah, seasoned. So, you know, again, uh, FTA is about bringing people together and sharing knowledge and information and, and doing it for the overall benefit of, of the, you know, the organization and the industry. Great. And, um, yeah. you know, it's been, there's been so many, so many people that have uh, dedicated a lot of their time, talent, and resources to work with FTA. So, um, I, I think that it's, they, they're donating to us their time and their uh, their abilities, but they're all, everybody always says they get as much back as they dedicate to us, yeah. and that's what it's all about. That's great. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, with, when it comes to this podcast, uh, that's a big part of what we do, the FTA. You know, you're about sharing resources and getting people together. That's what we're trying to do here with the Ink and Updates podcast, bringing anybody in the industry who wants to sit down and talk, and we greatly appreciate you sitting down and, and sitting down with us and, and talking about the FTA. Um, the last thing I'd say, and I, I'll leave it to, to Tom here, but, you know, if you, we would love to be a part, uh, more, you know, working part of uh, the FTA. If you ever need, we're 
uh, X-Rite software training, things like that, ink system training. Obviously, that's our bread and butter. And if there's ever a situation where we can help, we just hope you keep us in mind. Absolutely. You know, we never say no to anybody. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, yeah. thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Enjoy the rest of your show. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Ink and Updates, the podcast for all you flexo junkies out there. If you have any questions, comments, or topics that you want to hear us discuss, feel free to drop us a line at our text and voice message line. That's 833-ASK-INKS, 833-275-4657. Don't forget to swing by our website, www.interactiveinks.com, to catch up on all the latest podcasts and also to see what Interactive Inks and Codings can do for you. Thank you for listening and make it a great day.